Welcome to the Future Worlds podcast. Future Worlds is the on-campus startup accelerator at the University of Southampton. We exist to help the aspiring founders at the university to change the world with their ideas. And that means I get to meet some of the most talented startup founders in the world right at the start of their journey. And today, it's a real privilege to welcome Phil Wu. Phil Wu has launched AbSolar, which is delivering software that optimizes the location of solar energy systems for buildings at scale. So, Phil, tell me a little bit more about what the vision is that you have for AbSolar. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me. Um, AbSolar is a startup company based in Southampton, um, aiming to spark the next energy revolution. So our vision is that the the whole society can benefit from having more renewable energy uh, as a way to be more sustainable and everyone can benefit from smart, green and affordable renewable energy. Wow, so that's a really big vision that you've got. And of course, it's so timely with more and more people wanting to adopt sustainable energy. But but what is it that you're doing that means that you can help? So we are working on um, using data and uh, computer simulation to help people figure out their building's feasibility to be more energy efficient and their feasibility to deploy renewable energy systems uh, on their properties. So what we have been doing is to use LiDAR data together with computer simulations, including machine learning, to run accurate um, feasibility assessment of individual buildings at a scale. So um, in the end, we can inform organizations or households or even city governments about their building's potential to be a more energy efficient and be able to produce renewable electricity from um, individual properties. And is that because you're seeing that as one of the key limiting factors? Do, do a lot of people want to adopt renewable energy, but they just don't know whether they can or how they could? I think so. I think with rising concerns on climate change, it's unequivocal about the, the rising interest in renewable energies. But most of the time, people face the question, I'd love to be using solar energy, for example, but I just don't know how. I just I don't even know if my building is suitable. And uh, even some people have the privilege to have a south-facing big roof. They still have no knowledge about how much it's likely to be to install, for example, solar panels and uh, what's going to be the process. And uh, for um, people with um, different building shapes, and that question will be even more complex um, with orientation, roof shape, all sorts of questions involved. People can be scared away from the possibility of having having a bit of contribution to this uh, combat to climate change. So very in the very early stage, um, my team and I have established the principle, or today people would like to call it vision also, of our AppSolar is we, we, we don't want technology to scare people away. We want to use technology to help people, to uh, unite people to combat this greatest threat to human beings. And so what kind of uh, data are you, are you seeing from, from the modeling that you're doing? Is, is it something where a lot of people could benefit from, from installing solar? Um, we have been working with um, Portsmouth City Council and, uh, and identified 
tens of thousands of properties within the city being suitable to install solar panels. And, um, and it's also great to have them as a important partner of Solar. So they have been driving the agenda, their climate uh, agenda. Uh, I know they have planned to very soon bring a powerful platform to citizens in, in Portsmouth. And so everyone in Portsmouth can benefit um, from our data, from our technology, and having the ability to uh, also benefit from having renewable uh, electricity produced from their own roof. That's fantastic. And is that is that tens of thousands of properties that already knew that they were viable for solar? Or is that is that tens of thousands that maybe had no idea that they could install solar? It's a letter. So at the moment, the, the, the existing uptake of um, solar panel, solar systems in, in the UK, including Portsmouth, including um, uh, any cities, um, still quite limited. And we found there are tens of thousands of potential uh, buildings in Portsmouth having this um, feasibility to, to install solar panels. And more importantly, those buildings can benefit financially from having solar panels on their roof. Fantastic. So it really does provide this opportunity for a step change uh, at an individual level for people to adopt uh, more sustainable energy. But of course, as you extrapolate that out across the country, the, the thought that hundreds of thousands, millions of properties could adopt more sustainable energy is where so much change can happen in the longer term. I think I think that's true. And it's, it's, it's very important to recognise that as climate change cannot be solved by one bullet so it requires the effort of every individual in our society and we should have this confidence that if we if every one of us is working towards this goal we can solve it we have the ability to solve climate change we can make our use of energy relying on uh, more sustainable manners and uh, we can solve this and absolutely is here to 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 let people know that uh, Everyone of us can contribute to this um, this action, this um, this global combat to climate change, and we are here to provide the knowledge. We are using technology to help people understand their own ability in this contribution and making this process easier. And so, presumably, that's where you're looking to to bring about a step change in the adoption of of solar. That you can, by the use of your data and your technology, make open the doors so that people can adopt that. How, how are you going to make that happen? Um, well, that's the question for for Absolute to figure out. We are still very early in this journey, so we think increasingly um, confident that uh, this is going to be very helpful to a wide range of stakeholders, especially energy users. The best way of providing the data and helping people to make uh, the leap of faith to rely on renewable energy source is basically what we have to do in Absolute. We are still trying to figure out a way what we can do to the society rather than simply holding a database. And uh, so at the moment, we have been working with Portsmouth City Council and uh, as a way to provide Portsmouth citizens with this um, very comprehensive data sets, we are discovering new ways of helping people to recognizing their potential to installation, to even post installation supports. 
And so where did where did your thinking behind Absola, where did that originate from? What was it that gave you this this pathway? Yeah, it's um it's a very lengthy experience, I think. It's a very long journey. I um started this research in my PhD in University of Southampton, um, looking into uh, ways to make cities more energy efficient. And um, very soon it's been discovered that uh, the majority of energy consumption within a city happens within buildings, within constructions. And if you uh, further that uh, uh, investigation, you can categorize buildings into domestic, non-domestic or different uh, characteristics. And being able to identify buildings with different characteristics and then understand what can be done to reduce energy energy consumption within that building has been the main technical barrier. So in my PhD, I discovered different ways to use um, geographic information systems together with big data and some clever uh, computer simulations to recognize buildings feature and then finding out um, the suitable energy actions can be undertaken for each building. And then that method has been more and more advanced in the, um, repeated like practices and experiments. And so, so Phil, were you always thinking that you would, you would launch a startup on the back of that research that you were doing? I think for me, what really motivates me is being able to do something and being able to Today, people like to use the phrase, make the world a better place. But it is true for being a renewable energy researcher, the whole goal is to make the world a better place because we, we think that renewable energy is is better than the current form of energy in terms of it's clean and it's sustainable. Um, then over years of research, the progress in terms of penetrating into the current energy system has been really slow, not only in the UK, but worldwide. So um, that has driven me to really think what I can do to, to help the society. And um, when the opportunity was presented to me as having a startup to make this technology better received by the general public, it becomes very clear that uh, that's what I want to do. So I think it's um, it's almost a chicken and egg question. But for me, I'm definitely more attracted by what um, what we can do either as a startup or as a researcher. Um, then I wanted to do this to achieve that goal. Yeah, that's really interesting. And we so often see that with founders like yourself, that the drive, the passion is for the cause that you've invested in, that you have spent years researching, that, that that's the motivation is to fix this particular problem for you, the sustainability within the energy systems. And that then the startup is an outworking of that. It is as a result of that, the good way to make an impact and to, as you say, make the world a better place is through a startup. But the, the startup wasn't really the start of your journey. 
journey. The, the journey was really trying to fix that problem. And so what's that pathway look like for you then from research? Clearly along the way, you've had to make some decisions that have then led to you launching Absolar. Uh, what is it that's caused you to make those decisions and, and end up where you are now? Among those like, crucial decisions being made in, in this journey, I can't speak any highly about the decision of finding the, the right team or finding the right people to, to join the team. And that is also the reason why AppSolar grows so fast, is knowing that uh, solving this climate change or solving this energy crisis cannot be done by any individuals. It needs to be team effort and that, that team needs to be very inclusive. So from very early stage, I've been open-minded about having the right team. And I've been so lucky of having the right team joining in Abbasola and um, seeing my vision. And um, today, I can confidently say that everyone in Abbasola um, is having a united vision, that is to, to do something positive to the society. And we've been able to make decisions together. Uh, I think that is probably the most and most correct, most important and the most correct decision ever made in, in this journey so far. And what are the, the different people you have in your team? Kind of how do you all fit together? What are, what are the things that they can bring that you, you don't do? <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, you'll love this. And uh, my, um, my colleague Nick told me this morning and uh, that uh, he said, Phil, you know what? Um, almost nine people are in Abisola now and seven were University of Southampton alumni. And we didn't do that on purpose. We, we, we didn't say we just want University of Southampton alumni, but seven out of nine were from um, my university. So I think in the core um, was three, um, three of us bringing different set of, sets of skills. So for example, Nick also being one of the very first people, he's looking after the financial admin side, um, daily operation and uh, Chris, from a computer science background, is lo looking after the software development. And uh, I'm more contributing in terms of, um, A, what is Absolar? I, I described to you my, my vision. And, and also the energy simulation side is what I contribute to. Um, we have other people working on uh, designing or software development. And so as part of your journey from PhD research and then postdoc research in the university, then uh, along the way, you then you, you did a year with the REng as an enterprise fellow. Uh, what did that look like? What, what, what was that experience like for you? Oh, it's really cool. Um, first of all, um, having the REng is, is, is great. It's purely no way of putting it. It's just great experience. Um, but for me personally, it's, um, it's, uh, it's also the interview stage for the IAN fellowship. I, I guess you can see that uh, for me, this journey is not, I won't be able to say that I prepared for this startup for decades or years, but having the confidence that uh, you should do a startup or this is, might be the right direction for, for you as a, as a person or for this as a career path or for, for this as a right industry. That's very important. Um, I tell people that the 
establishment of Absola was um, interviewed by the finest engineers of the UK, of the country. And they loved this technology and they believed in the potential of this technology as a company, as even a, as a important part of a supply chain. That gives me the great confidence that uh, that's the right thing to do. And that's before the, the great support from IENG. So for me, having that confidence to do it, to go for it, uh, that's just very important. And how did you find that process of transitioning from research into launching a startup? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a big gap between being a researcher and being a, uh, an entrepreneur. And uh, it's, not only, um, it's not only daily activity, but also the way you think is a, is a big change in, in mindsets. And um, on that note, it's important to point out that uh, the support from IANG really helped. So I remember um, in those training sessions, the, the, the trainers really helped me to think more as an entrepreneur. Facing a challenge, a, especially an intellectual challenge, researchers and entrepreneurs will react very differently. And, um, and having the trainers and the coaches um, helping me to, 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 to switch that little uh, toggle in my mind is very, is very helpful. I, I, I guess it's quite difficult to describe, but I think what I really want to emphasize is uh, there's a big gap in terms of thinking process between being a uh, researcher and being an entrepreneur. And I guess that's that may be struggled by um, my peers in the university who's um, also having interest in uh, having their own startups. And so what would you say were some of the key differences in mindset between the research mindset and the, and the, the, the mindset of a founder? Being a researcher is to answer questions, is to find out the, the, the fundament, fundamental um, reason behind a situation, is to open up more questions sometimes. Being a researcher is to understand that uh, we are only scratching the surface and more things need to be done. Um, being a founder is to understand how you can add value and uh, how value can be created from your current activity. Ideally, these two directions can be either in parallel or very close to each other or supporting, complementing each other. But in reality, sometimes they can be heading into two different ways. And also there is a touch on uh, being realistic, I guess. Um, that uh, as a founder, you need to quickly identify what can be done in the defined time scale, which is same for researchers, but researchers need to be um, hungry all the time, knowing that I'll never say, yeah, this is it, but there will be more questions to follow. Uh, there will be future works, but as a founder, sometimes you just say, okay, what's the maximum value I can add? To the current situation, and so, what have been some of the challenges for you as you've been making that transition? What are, What are some of the things you found most difficult today? If a customer come to me, say, you know what, that uh, I had this great idea that we can do something, um, some research to make my city better, like we can have flying cars powered by electricity, where people can like charge their phones. I love that 
that kind of discussions. I love it, but uh, I just know that um, I can't be distracted from that sort of like blue, blue skies thinking at the moment. Um, but to, to, to touch base on the reality. So that's great as the first step. How about we get some solid foundation to, to head to that direction? I know that I am not speaking for every researchers, but I think that for me, that has been the, uh, the transition I have experienced. That's really interesting. And so this year you're, you're exhibiting at CES as part of the future world's presence. How have you found your experience? It's all digital this year, but, but what's the experience been like for you and Absola? Well, first of all, as Kong's speak any uh, more highly of the help and support from Future Worlds, thank you very much and uh, for inviting us to CES this year. We had a great time. Um, it's the first um, time we came to CES which is one of the events I've been dreaming of going to. The format of this year's CES has been quite um, interesting. I think it's um, it's the first first time ever it's all digital. So it's a learning curve for everyone. We had the privilege of setting up a digital stand populated by great content. So um, over Christmas, we have produced demos, we have produced videos um, to better demonstrate our technology to audience around the world and have you had much engagement what, what kind of outcomes are you, are you looking for from it yeah we had great um interest from from people so what we have also discovered is attending the the cs platform can be limiting so you you do need to be registered to 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 access the page the website what we have done is to also create a digital stand on our own website, absolute.co.uk, where um, everyone in the public can visit, can also experience our technology, can see uh, great content. And in the past three days, we have almost 500 people uh, visiting our digital stand uh, on the website. Just uh, that makes us extremely happy. Great. And so that gives you this kind of platform for the year ahead. So what does 2021 hold for you and Absola? I hope 2021 can be um, a year of opportunity. So um, in the past year, we have developed two amazing products and um, our customers love them. I hope 2021 can allow us to meet more people and bring the products to attention of uh, audience um, around the world and uh, making an actual tangible contribution to to the climate action. Phil, you mentioned that there, there was no sort of one key moment where you decided, right, I must launch a startup. And I guess that's true for lots of researchers and students that maybe consider the idea of a startup, but they're not sure if it's for them. What kind of advice would you give to them? If that's one thing, one personal experience I can share would be I truly enjoy every moment in the in this journey. So from the day Absolo was founded to this moment, uh, I enjoyed every moment of it. And uh, I think part of it is because I'm passionate about this, uh, the vision, and I'm passionate about this technology, and uh, I, I truly believed in it. There were down times, for sure. There were challenges, intellectual challenges, or all sorts of challenges you, you never expected. Um, but I still enjoyed this process. I think that is really important. I, I feel that uh, at the moment that uh, 
there are some very successful entrepreneurs around us, uh, very successful individuals. Potentially, that makes the journey looks easy. Um, I can assure you that, that that's not easy. But um, if you can enjoy this, uh, making a business successful, um, for me, the reason driving me to have Avasola is not to uh, copy any successful individual which I uh, look up to, but because I truly passionate about this climate action, about this 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 topic, and I believe strongly about this technology. And that's the thing we keep on hearing it time and time again from the founders that we work with, that the ones that really push through are the ones that have that core passion around whether it's the product, the technology, the cause that they're that they're trying to address, that that's where the motivation comes from. And that's what gives them the drive to push through when there are challenges ahead. And we can see it so clearly with you, Phil, and it's it's really helpful for you to share that with us. So there you have it. Be passionate about what you're working on, but also enjoy the journey. Enjoy the ups and the downs, the challenges, as well as uh, the real high sights. Phil, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to just talk with you and hear your story so that people can see behind the scenes of what it's been like uh, launching Absola. So this has been uh, the Future Worlds podcast. Do check out all of the other podcasts. Head over to futureworlds.com. Head over to Absola's website. Follow us on social media. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us.